And hello everybody, it is July the 2nd, year 2011, I hope you're all doing well. It is a little warm out here in California, but that's okay. We got Christmas in July, we got the 4th of July, we got everything to make everything good around here. Here on Yesterday USA, I'm Wong Hughes, hope you're all doing super duper well. And we got goodies for you tonight, and hope you call in. So, um, just thinking what to play first. I got an idea, but we're gonna surprise everybody when I grab it. Anyway, let's do the thing that we love to do here, say a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the glorious weekend of, that we celebrate the country's birth so many years ago. Thank you for the opportunity of living in this country. Bless all the listeners, supporters of this station, Lord. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, we're going to get Patricia on the line, and I'm going to play the first trivia tonight. What? Who is this? Who is this speaking, everybody? We'll give a call. On his way to be inaugurated in 1861, Abraham Lincoln stopped by Independence Hall in Philadelphia and said, I have never had a feeling politically that did not spring from the sentiments embodied in the Declaration of Independence. I have often pondered over the dangers which were incurred by the men who framed and adopted the Declaration, pondered over the toils that were endured by the officers and men of the Army who achieved that independence. I have often inquired of myself, what great principle or idea was it that kept this confederacy so long together? My name does not matter. These are not my hands. These were our hands. This is not my musket. At Concord, Bunker Hill, at Long Island, at Yorktown. Yorktown, Virginia, October 19th. They're starved, they're beaten, they surrender, these British. So they put on new uniforms. My Lord, I'm tired. I ache to go home to Boston. It's all over now. Seven long years out of my life. 1781. I'll be 41 next month. Revere can be a silversmith again. But what am I going to do? There's Washington. God bless him. How much we piled on his back. And Knox, our general of artillery. I wonder if he'll reopen his bookstore in Boston. We're free. Doesn't seem possible that we've won, that we've held together so long. Our last king, poor George, out of his mind, wandering about his palace like a lost soul. But he was a grand figure once, so splendid in 65. 65. It was a year of anxiety for us. 
Yes, His Majesty was splendid. So was Windsor Castle. And His Majesty's favorite is Swan Ship at Kew Gardens. And so was the national debt of 130 million pounds sterling. They boast these English of their new empire, which Pitt has won for them in his seven years' war. But who'll pay for it? Everywhere I go, Englishmen seem to think themselves a piece of sovereign over America. Our subjects in the colonies, that's all I hear. As I listen to this Grenville, the king's minister in commons, the bleating shepherd, they call him, I see little hope for us. The king and his Tories mean to enforce their buy-British-only policy that's ruining us. If only Pitt, our friend, were back in power. He and Edmund Burke and Charles Fox strive valiantly for us, for the rights of man everywhere, but to no avail. I'm going home. My fellow Boston merchants have wasted their money sending me here to protest. Ben Franklin's brought me word of the new stamp tax bill. Good Lord. Intercepted by the British. It's unbelievable. They're forcing us to Halifax, not Boston. A trumped-up smuggling charge. Judged, fined, prize money for the Navy, no trial by jury. That's justice for you. Boston at last. Can't get the Admiralty Court out of my mind. You never realize what a trial by jury means until they take it away from you. Off for home. My friend and neighbor Paul Revere tells me there's a boycott on. No more buy British. Gloves, expensive gowns. I wonder what my wife will say to that. No more lamb. No more imported beer, she'll say, like those Philadelphians are doing. Paul's persuasive. Tomorrow I ride with him to Virginia for our committee of correspondence. young Virginia lawyer Patrick Henry shocks me with his defiant resolves. George is still my king. But that Virginians should only tax Virginians, this I believe. New York and our first Congress. We meet on Wall Street. Resolved that the colonies should only tax colonists. This too, we believe. We spread our Declaration of American Rights everywhere. What is an American? And I hope you recognize that wonderful speaking voice came from a record album from 1966. Hello, Patricia. Oh, hi, Walden. Merry Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Oh, isn't that good stuff like that there? Stuff like that there. We missed you. You did? Yeah, we did. I was on the air. Well. Sort of. Wasn't quite the same. No, it wasn't the same. Wasn't quite the same. It's nice to have you back, sir. Thank you, my dear. And we've got Fourth of July stuff. Ah, uh, we sure do. And Christmas stuff. We sure do. This is our first weekend of Christmas in July. In yeah. case somebody wasn't listening, <laughs> and we don't want to know who that is, but we have Christmas in July, and Walden is working on having Christmas 12 months a year, but for now we're going to have to settle for a month in the middle. I guess I sneak it if anybody know, ever noticed right around Thanksgiving time, probably before into January, so yes. so people really know. Yes. Won't sneak it out there. And stuff like that That's there. right. Mr. McGee would say, and stuff like that there. So hi, everybody. Happy July 2nd. We're coming up on the 4th of July. We have 
some really fun stuff. Walden has uh, a piece of music to play, and I have a piece of history that goes along with it. Should we take our first caller? Sure. Hello there, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi there. Who are Hello. we talking with? Hi there. Hello there. Can you hear us? Hello. Yes. Hi. Walden. Yes. This uh, Mark? Maryland. Say again? This is John from Maryland. Yes. John, how are you? How are you doing, John? All right. Good. So did you recognize the voice? Supposed to guess the person speaking? That's right. That's the question. It's Ronald Reagan. Very good. Very good. Yeah, you got good ears. John, that was really good. I, rec I recognize his accent. I, you know what? I did, too. Walden asked me while I was on hold while he was playing that, and he and I were talking a little bit. He said, who is that? And he said a word. I think the word was uniform. I, I listened for just those couple of words. I said uniform. The way he pronounced it, I said, of course, that's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you recognized it, too. He really did have an accent. Well, it's the Midwestern accent, I guess. Well, not necessarily an accent, but a very distinctive way of speaking. Like, Jimmy Stewart didn't really have an accent, but boy, everybody knew it was Jimmy Stewart. That's true. Yeah. How are you doing, John? Hello? That's right. Uh, John, are you listening through your computer or on the phone? I think John's working on the computer. No, he is. Hey, John, you want to you wanna walk out of your room with the uh, computer or turn the computer speaker down? That way you can hear us. Yes, I'm doing fine. Good. John, um, yes. I don't know how to do this. John, you're listening well, to your... I'm listening <coughs> on the phone. You're listening to your computer. But I'm listening on the computer. Yes, you can't do that. Um, you can't listen to the computer and stay on the phone. You have to stay on the phone... Um, and Be ignore the computer. Because the computer's like 30 seconds behind us. Let me turn it off. There you go. Now you can hear me better, is that correct? Yep. That is correct. How and about I, and that? I think we're on time now. How are you doing? I got a delay again. <laughs> Still didn't work. Oh, well. Um, John, are you on the phone? You want to walk out of the room and take your, phone, your cell phone into another room, John, or turn the speaker down? That might help. out of the room. Okay. That might help. All right. Well, Walton and I are waiting for John. It's 714. I can hear Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, are, what kind of a phone are you on tonight, please? I think I've lost you. Oh, well, well we can still hear you. You can still hear me? Yep, we can. We can. <laughs> John, can, how about you hang up and call us back? I'm completely away from the computer. Okay, good. So that should help. We still have a terrible delay here. How about... Well, I keep hearing Ronald Reagan. Yeah, all right. Can you hang... That's because you're, you're getting some kind of a delay here. Um, John, can you hang up, please, and call us back? Maybe that will help. I can hear you still... Maybe I, better, maybe I better call you back. Okay. Sounds good, John. I, call us back. I can still hear his computer in the background, and that's what he's listening to. Not. not oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. I think also, on his side of the board... I, I can pop Ronald Reagan down, and he can only hear it. So that might have been confu confusing him. 
So maybe when he uh, calls back, I, I have killed that, so that will help. So he was listening to everything? Yes. And Ronald Reagan was still playing? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, 714-545-2071. That was Ronald Reagan that Walden played for us. And when John calls back and we have some chat with him, Walden has, I just, I'm so happy that I found this, the original delivery of God Bless America by Kate Smith, who sang it for the very first time on November 11, 1938, for Armistice Day. And there's, there's quite an interesting history that goes along with that. Um, Irving Berlin wrote the song. Yep, our friend Jack Smith, who was a guest on my show, he was one of the backup singers. I hope that's John. Hello, John, are you there? Yeah. This better? Okay, good. Are we better now? Yes. All right. We well, understand you before. Okay. Well, the, the you know what happened? I think I made a mistake and didn't st uh, stop Ronald Reagan. I just turned him down. So you still heard it. No wonder you're confused. You know, I had that delay, you know. Yeah. It's, it's about 30 seconds, so we, we didn't... <laughs> if, <laughs> if you were over in Moscow and we were here <laughs> and we didn't quite make it, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. You had family visiting with you? What's that? You had family visiting dialogue. with you. Do you want to open yes, we're going to go there tomorrow. We're going to have a little party tomorrow, and then we're going to have a, a Fourth of July uh, party at my sister-in-law's house. The parade goes right by her house. Oh, how fun! Is so it a big parade? Go on and watch the parade and holler at the politicians. Is it? Is it a big parade every year? What's that? Is it a big parade every year? Yes, every year. It's it's one of the largest and the oldest in the, on the East Coast. How interesting. And where is it located? It's in Dundalk, Maryland. I think this is about the 70, let's see, 76th or 77th year consecutive. Wow. So we're going to be there to, on uh, Monday, watch the parade with, the, with my relatives, the family from uh, South Dakota. Oh, that, oh, wow, that sounds like fun. Well, the theme tonight is 4th of July memories. So you're leading into that just beautifully. When you were a kid, what did you do for the 4th of July? We, well, first of all, we did watch the parade. In one year, 1942, my mother was in the parade as, as uh, Miss Liberty, and uh, she was on a float. In those days, they made beautiful floats out of real flowers. Uh huh. And a, a local florist sponsored it, and she was uh, she, she portrayed the Statue of Liberty. Really, she had to hold her hand up in the air with the torch, a whole route of the parade. Wow. And when and she had the the book in her hand, which says 1776. Yeah. And then Uncle Sam stood next to her. And uh, that's my one childhood memory of the 4th of July. My gosh, how did she get to be the person selected for that? <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. I was, uh, I guess I was about 10 years old. Uh-huh. I really don't remember. Well, that is but pretty I, cool. You remember her being in the parade. I, oh, boy, I, I would think so. That is something really special. What did the kids do? Did you set off firecrackers? Did you have parties? Did you decorate? Oh. We, during the war, you couldn't get fireworks. You, you were lucky if you got a sparkler. Uh-huh. didn't have any. We didn't have anything. 
uh, to set off. Yeah, well, of course. We just right. couldn't get things like that during the war. Uh-huh. So. Did you do anything special, like lucky, uh, picnics and campfires? You these uh, cap pistols, you know. You did have cap pistols? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Didn't that have... Uh, about all, that, that's about all we could have. When For caps, I'm, I don't know about caps, but did they have little dots of gunpowder in them? Yes. Mm -hmm. Discharge. But you were, and you were able to get that. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. We were able to get some of those. Yeah. But they were, they were quite old. Whoever sold them, they probably were around for a long time because some of them oh. didn't go off. <laughs> okay. So they, it was stock. It was like the cars. They sold new cars until they ran out of them after the uh, manufacturers went over to war production. When they were out of new cars, that was the end of it, but they still had some in reserve. They did that with whiskey, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I found that on an advertising site that um, uh, the five-year-old whiskey. Yes. Yeah, the stuff that they had put up, let's say, in 1938 or 39 was available in 1944 as five-year whiskey. So they, they did have some stock that was still available during the war, not nearly as much as, as they wanted. But I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> you know? there, is, there is something uh, good about fermenting stuff. It stays available. So, well, you know, that was really great that you answered Walden's question. You, you get a gold star and also some radio shows, John. What would you like? Oh, my goodness, you're asking me that again. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, every time you call in, if you answer a question correctly, I'm going to send you some radio shows. So we've got to be prepared. Yeah, well, see, my, uh, the ones I would rather have are the ones that were during the war. Oh, that's fine. So, uh. I would like to get, uh, like, the FBI, Peace and War. Okay. I it has to be wartime before I like it. <laughs> peace and War. Okay. Um, I don't have that in my collection. I know where I can get it. I will get them, and I will get them out to you. That would be great. My pleasure. I'm very happy that you called in and that everything is fine. Have a good Fourth of July and enjoy your family and company. I'll do that. Thanks, John. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. 714-545-2071. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. We're, we're really full of holidays We today. are. We double dip around here all the time. We we double dip. We've got 4th of July. We've got Christmas in July. Yep. I have new shows. I have new stuff in my collection. Uh, only Patricia does that. I do. I've got Family Doctor. Yeah. All 39 episodes. Oh, uh, yes. That I, cool? I, I, I remember when Dr. Dale was recording that, he missed one episode. He was always looking for that, even though... Oh, no. Even though it was, oh, was mid-30s series uh, serial. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and, and it, it was hokey. To, oh, yeah. That's a good word, but, you know, back in the, in the 30s and 40s, the kinds of soap opera type things and the image of a family doctor was hokey. It, I mean, it was it reflected real life. I'm, it, yep. You know, it was kind of Marcus Welby-ish. Well, I was just thinking one year I sent Dr. Dale or Dr. Christian, figuring he was somewhat appropriate. You know, the family doctor who made health calls and uh, okay. saw everybody. And then, of course, there was Dr. Kildare, who was hmm? the... Uh, your... Lionel Barrymore. Grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> 
Almost give a chance to have your family doctor locked up in the hospital in New York City. Oh, well. You know. Yeah, that, that was interesting. And anybody who walked through the door always wound up in a hospital bed. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, she's she's had a bad appetite lately. Let's put her in and run. <laughs> Excuse me. You give her some Jello and send her home. You know? <laughs> when you when you let, and I mean, I'm not I'm not being hypercritical. You get be, you get being, being practical because you know how a hospital works. Well, yeah, but <laughs> even at that, my goodness. Okay, well now, um, Doctor Christian, I have because. Ron in Hawaii sent it to me, and Ron has sent me several. I'll, I'll list off some of them that he sent to me, and these are new to my collection. So. Dr. Christian, we, I know there's over 200 of those out there in the hobby. So 200 what? Dr. Christian radio shows. I, I don't have them in front of me. And, and you know what's so, uh, there's a great trivia. What is so unusual about that radio show? About Dr. Christian? Mm -hmm. I have to listen to it before I can tell you that. <laughs> it's one of those that I've only listened to one or two. Well, that's enough. That should be enough to give you a clue. Oh, but it was so long ago. I know, but that's a good enough a clue. No, no, no. When we take a break with a Fibber Show later, I'll listen to a Dr. Christian, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be able to tell you, okay? I mean, I can't answer if I don't have... But, uh, but I think the audience could answer that one. Only people who, who listen to Dr. Christian... I know, or else read about it on Wikipedia. Yeah, Googling is okay. And there, there was something unusual, there's something unusual about every show. I know, but this one is very special because of the relationship with the audience. <gasps> they did physicals in the audience. They no. had everybody take off their clothes and they did EKGs and they checked their hearts and everything. In today's, in today's society, I can see that being happening, but... <laughs> Back, not back in 1937. Take off your shirt and let me listen to your people. heart. Yeah, yeah. No, not that far. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I have Family Doctor in the collection now. Good. And Grand Old Opry. Oh. Grand Old Opry. Which was, a, which was a staple on Saturday night over WSM, which was an NBC affiliate. Uh-huh. And yeah. then they moved to WWVA Wheeling, West Virginia. Oh. Yeah. That, and I was, they were there for a long time That's on true. that, on that uh, station. Right. Um, and Big Band Remotes. I've got a collection of Big Band Remotes, and I have a huge collection of one-night stand music from the big band era. Which was, for the people who may or may not know, that was the Armed Forces version. They would send the Armed Forces disc jockeys or uh, radio announcers in New York or whatever and record these things and then ship, ship them to the troops with their version of the One Night Stand, a big oh, band cool. remote. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, the big band remotes, I, as I say, I do have a collection of big band remotes. I came across this integrated collection. It, it's big band remotes, it's big band music, it's one night stand. So I haven't cross-referenced, but it's an interesting collection if you want a little bit of everything. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah, and there's Author's Playhouse. Oh, that was a show out of Chicago. And you could about it. I don't know anything about Author's Playhouse, except that it looked pretty classy. Yeah, it was a show out of Chicago, and occasionally, the ones I've heard, you could hear Curly Bradley play a role in that show. Curly Bradley was best known being Tom Mix. Tom Mix, yeah. yeah. How interesting. Well, from Ron in Hawaii, he has added, and this is just a couple of what he has added to me. He's so cool. He listens when I go through a list of shows that I have, he listens, and then when he realizes and, and recognizes that one isn't on the list, 
reaches out and he finds it for me, which I think is just so sweet. Okay, so recently he added Ford Theater and high-quality versions of Casebook of Gregory Hood and the Adventures of Frank Merriwell. I only had a handful of both of them, and the sound quality was not good at all, but this is really hot stuff. And Damon Runyon, some really good quality Damon Runyon shows. And uh, I'll, I'll listen more next week, but if there's anything in that pile that interests someone... You have your old list? Maybe we haven't read out your old list in such a long time. Maybe that might spar a couple of new callers. Oh, my goodness. As Shirley Temple would say, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to have to change places to do that. <laughs> um, well, it depends on which... I can print it out. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got hundreds here. So... I will go through and come up with a list. You, okay. And you pick, pick the genre here. Tell me what you want, detectives or um, drama or uh, adventure. Oh, you know what? I can, if you do that, I can just go through, because i got my pile right here. I've got all my all my discs in front of me, and they're categorized. Oh, okay. Well, let's, no. let's do the comedy pile first. So that when you get in the mood to read off some titles that maybe people can call in and win something, let's, let's do the comedy pile comedy. first. Comedy. Okay, we've got Bill Harris and Alice Faye, we've got, of course, Fibber McGee and Molly, it's Higgins, sir, uh, Fibber, 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 uh, A Date with Judy from Ron, Ozzie and Harriet, The Harold Perry Show, Father Knows Best from Ron, Mel Blank, what is this one, volume one, oh, Comic Book Heroes, how about that, Comic Book Heroes is a really nifty collection of people reading comic books. Nice. Meet Millie. Um, and this crazy collection of Dick Orkin. Yes. Serial. Tooth Fairy, Chicken Man, Masked Minute Man. And I found, I sent it to Nolan, who is a big fan of this stuff. I found still another one. Yes, there is a Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> from the Chicken Man people <laughs> person. Jack Benny, Vic and Sade. Uh, Goon Show and Idiot Weekly is a British production, and some people like that one. We've got the Bickersons, got a whole big collection of Bickersons here. Um, Duffy's Tavern, Lum and Abner, Burns and Allen, Bob Hope, Bob and Ray, Martin and Lewis from Ron. The Aldridge Family, Life with Luigi, Life of Riley, Halls of Ivy, Baby Snooks, Our Miss Brooks, the Great Gildersleeve, Eddie Cantor, Red Skelton, Fred Allen, and Easy Aces. So, if you're interested, you can call in. If you're a first-time caller, you get you get a bonus CD. If you're one of our one of our one of our family members. If you want to answer a question, you can pick from that category or something else. It's there for the asking. There for the asking. Mm -hmm. I might have a couple of more in near the other computer, but I think that's a pretty good list to work from for now. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that's a good variety. I think that's good. Yeah. We done good. Mm -hmm. Now I just have to put them back here. Hold I know. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Hope you hope you enjoy the week off. You know, everybody. We're back here in the saddle again. I was up in Seattle broadcasting the uh, Rep 
convention, I thank our buddy Paul Maswick, Finn's doing the chat room for uh, doing the engineering on that, and those people got a chance to hear what a convention sounds like. So, hope you got a good, good feel for what an old-time radio convention's all about. It went well, yes? Yes. Yep. Cool. 714-545-2071. Are we there? We're here. Nobody, oh, okay. I nobody, heard, nobody. I, you know, sometimes I disconnect myself. Nobody is paying attention to us. Oh, see? that You go away for a week and look what happens. The whole world disappears. <sighs> okay. I've also got a dynamite Christmas music collection Ooh. for 2011. They hit the 2011 feature bonus package from Patricia? Well, yeah, we could do that because it includes... Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Um, Twas the Night Before Christmas Children's Stories. Hmm. 25 volumes of a holiday series that was put out. It's called True Value Happy Holidays. I don't know if it was the True Value hardware. I, b- I, I bet it was. I can't. I, I, but, I mean, these are high-quality things. There are 25 albums in this. Um, I've got the Pickwick Papers, which is a, a really nifty um, Christmas story. Right. Christmas Carol as told by Vincent Price. Now, that's a new version. Yep, yep. Peggy Lee Christmas. Joe Stafford Christmas. Uh, albums. These are all albums. Yes. Um there's an album called Music to Your Ears, a collection of holiday music. It's a huge one. Right. Seven volumes of a Firestone series. They put one out every year. Firestone, for people who may or may not know, that was uh, that was part of the Monday Night Music series, both on radio and TV by NBC, sponsored by the Firestone people. And there was, a, I would say, like classical music. Well, they did Christmas music. Yeah. This is good. Now, I know there are more than seven volumes out there. I went out checking wow. on the Internet, but I've got, I think it's volumes one through seven. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Um, Doris Day Christmas Collection. Good. Now, this one is just going to blow your mind. Yeah. Duke Ellington playing the Nutcracker Suite. That is something else. Is this too much or what? Um, Dennis Day Christmas uh, album, yeah. Um, and the story that he, the Dennis Day story, the boy who sang uh, for the king. For the king, yeah. Great album. Uh huh. That's an RCA Victor. Hmm. Chicken Man, yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus. The <laughs> oh, Serenade in the Glenn Miller style. Yeah. And an enormous collection of music from the 1940s, and it's called a Merry 1940s Christmas. So I think that's a pretty nifty collection, and that's brand new. I mean, the other that is nice. God, I mean, I've got a lot. I mean, you know how I am about Christmas. I know. Or Christmas, Christmas has a whole file drawer all by itself here. <laughs> but I have a Johnny Mathis CD question. Oh, we still got some around the house, huh? Oh my goodness, yes. We've got enough to last us until the end of the year. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Would you like to um, just tell how? Johnny Mathis CDs got to be here? Sure. Well, for people who may or may not know, I had a long-time relationship with uh, George and Tess Russell. They were the big music uh, shakers and movers here in L.A. radio. Tess ran KNPC, which was Gene Autry's radio station. She was the, the Girl Friday. And I think everybody in the music industry owed her a favor. 
and her husband George was Johnny Mathis' agent for over 45 years. And so, um, so when I needed help booking interviews, when Bill asked me and I asked Kitty, and uh, Tess became my official booker because everybody in the music industry owed her a favor. So I had practically everybody you can think of on the show in the early days. And George always put me on Johnny's new CD list. Uh, George passed away a couple of years ago. But the Johnny Mathis people haven't forgot us. And so they said it's Johnny's way to CD. And I called him and they sent me a note. They said, do you want more for your listeners? And I said, yes. They sent us a great big box. And Patricia is the proud keeper of the flame. <laughs> I am the librarian. Yeah, she is the librarian. She a dozen. And we are giving them away to the person who answers a more difficult question. Yes, and this is... At least very hard, but a little bit more difficult than this, the other ones. This is a store-bought, shrink rack, brand new, never been played... Uh, straight from the manufacturer type. Yes, uh-huh. And, uh, no, no, there's nothing on here that says sample, there's nothing on here that says preview, it's, it is honest-to-goodness stuff that you would get in the store, it is brand new, shrink-wrapped, and it is the most interesting collection of country music mm-hmm. by Johnny Mathis, and he does a wonderful job on it. The name of the album is Let It Be Me, and it's got, are you ready? Ready. What a Wonderful World, two different versions of What a Wonderful World, which is a wonderful world mm-hmm. of music. Uh, we know it from Louis Armstrong, and now we've got it from Johnny Mathis. Let It Be Me, mm-hmm. Make the World Go Away, Crazy, which was a Patsy Klein. Southern Nights, You Don't Know Me, Love in Arms, Shenandoah, which is my favorite. I love that song. We Must Be Loving Right, I Can't Stop Loving You, Love Me Tender, and Please Help Me, I'm Falling. Oh, a good song, Titus. Yeah, it really, and it's a great album. I've yeah. listened to it. It really, and, you know, it, it just, when you say Johnny Mathis and country, it, it, it kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. But... It's Johnny Mathis, and he happens to be singing country. Mm-hmm. It's not country, and Johnny stuffs himself in the middle of it. It really is a wonderful presentation of um, country music. Good stuff. So now we have a Johnny Mathis CD question. Are we ready? Let's see here. Let's see here. Hmm. You, oh, you got sound effects? No, I was, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking of a crazy question. Oh, no, I've got a crazy question. Oh, okay. okay. I've already got a question. I know, I know, but you I, know how I like to... I, uh, oh, I know. What flavor of chocolate ice cream? There's my... Okay, go ahead, Patricia. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> I can tell. A very long night. Would somebody please call and get me out of my misery? <laughs> okay, Johnny Mathis CD. I mentioned Dennis Day a little bit ago. Dennis Day is best known for his work in two different radio programs. Not individual shows, but two programs. What are the programs? There you go. And, and for the bonus one, what is Dennis Day's real name? Oh. Yeah. I knew that, too. I know you did. It's got an O in it. Yep, it does. It's an O something. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm toast. I don't well, the O's not at the beginning, though. No. No, it's just somewhere in the name. Um, 
just remember. Somebody else is going to remember out there, but... If you answer the question, Dennis Day is best known for his work in two different radio programs. What are those programs? 714-545-2071. And the other bonus question to that, I'll just throw out there. Who is Dennis Day's sister-in-law, a famous movie actress who is still with us? Sister-in-law. Yes. His, his brother uh, was a doctor who married a famous movie actress. And Dennis, um, Dennis' brother just passed away within the last year or so. Um, and so the movie actress is still alive. And I'm just asking anybody can remember who she is. You come up with the most intriguing goodies. <laughs> I mean, really intriguing mm-hmm, goodies. Mm-hmm. Okay, while people are thinking about Dennis Day, would you play our first Kate Smith Oh, sure. The the uh, 4th July one or the uh, huh? Christmas in July, Christmas one? No, God Bless America. God Bless America. And that's a great trivia question about this, but we'll, we can ask that whatever. <laughs> we have this. Kate Smith was the first person to sing God Bless America. There is a great piece of history behind it, and we, we'll talk about that when Cancel we come button. back. But Open this button. is the first presentation of God Bless America, she introduces the song, which I think adds something very special to this particular recording. And here we go. Can Cancel we go with button. it? Open button. Enter attachments. List My happy case. privilege to introduce a new song, God Bless America. <laughs>
And that was Kate Smith in 1938, and we got Patricia, and we have our buddy John. John, you're back. How you doing? I'm doing fine. That's, that was too easy, that question. It was? What was yeah. the question? Well, Day in the Life of Dennis Day, of course, Jack Benny. Yes. And uh, his uh, his uh, real name is Patrick McNulty. All right. And his sister-in-law is Ann Blythe. Oh, good. Okay. So what was the other second show? He said Jack Benny, and what about the other show? He said the other show. Day in the Life of... Okay, good. Good. Man, you are good, John. You're cooking with gas. How many kids did he have? Dennis Day? Oh, he had a bunch of... He sure did. I don't remember the exact... I think it was either nine or eleven kids. Oh, my... He was way up there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, John, you got yourself a Johnny Mathis CD. How about that? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was going to pull that on you one day about Ann Blythe. You were. I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> well, well, what can I say? You're not going to stump him. <laughs> it's a rough trip to try to stump Walden. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm afraid so. Yeah, because she married Dennis Brother, who was a doctor, and I was looking on, Wiki, on Ann Blythe's Wikipedia yeah. page, and he just passed away within the last two years or so. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that Dennis has been gone for 24 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I liked him, too. He was a much better singer than, uh, he replaced, um... That, that's a good question. Who did he replace? Oh, what's his name? I can't, um... I went on to make some movies, but... Yep, he, he, and he wound up raising cattle in Oregon. Yeah, I can't remember his name. And he wound up being the singer on the Fred Allen Show. And he had his own radio show in the mid-40s over ABC. Yeah. What was his name? John, I can't help you. You have to answer that one. <laughs> I know it as well as I do my own name. I'm well, avoiding me now. That's true. That's true. Who was it? Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker, that's Kenny who it was. Baker, Kenny yeah. Baker. Did Kenny Baker sing on Fibber McGee and Molly at any time? No. No, it just seemed like, um, especially in the 30, it seemed to be the vogue that everybody liked to have tenors. Jack Benny yeah. liked tenors, Fred Al- uh, Fibber McGee and Molly in the 30 liked tenors. Everybody seemed to like tenors on radio. Well, I, th- I think radio... Frank Parker was one of the first I can remember. That's right, Frank Parker was early Jack Benny, and he still was going strong on the Arthur Godfrey show in the mid-50s. Yeah, yeah he picked him up along with Mary and Marlowe, and they became quite a hit. Yeah. On the Arthur Godfrey radio show. Yep. Then Frank Parker had his own radio show... And then uh, I was asking Patricia two weeks ago, probably the most famous Irish... There's a good trivia question for you, John. Who was the most famous Irish singer on radio that had his own daily radio show for Coca-Cola? Oh, yeah. um, Oh, my goodness. And his son later became a TV TV TV, person. Yeah, I know it. And his son later became a famous TV personality. Morton Downey. That's right. Morton Downey. Coca-Cola. I remember. Yep. John, you're good. You are good, John. <laughs> you are good. Okay, you've got the FBI in Peace and War and Johnny Mathis coming. What a combination. Okay, I won't hold you up any longer, but I, I couldn't resist calling because I knew that. Well, I'm so glad you called. <laughs> Sounds good, John. You're good. You are right. good. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
boy. Ah, I think there's more people out there that are smarter than me. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, it just blows me away <laughs> when you and others come up with these answers. Pluck them out from clouds. My goodness. All right, let's pull out a God Bless America trivia questions. That, there's a good one. All right. Um, when did when did Irving Berlin write the song? That's my first question. I know that. Okay. And who gets all the royalties for God Bless America? It's split. Ah, it's now split. Okay. I, I believe it always was split. I never knew that. I just knew, I, I, my understanding went to one organization. Hmm. How interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'll go dig around on that, but it, it, it was my understanding that Irving Berlin's side went to the Boy Scouts of America. Correct. And Kate Smith's side went to the Girl Scouts. Ah, I never knew that. That's in, uh, I always knew about Irving Berlin's so portion of the I money. Have, I have to go do some homework. Well, maybe Irving Berlin had the music publishing rights, and it, maybe Kate Smith was her, with her performance rights. Had the recording or the, the yeah. performance, yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who got the larger amount of money. Oh, Irving Berlin, by hand down, the, the uh, publishing rights is where the money's at. Yeah, okay. That's word. I mean, you know, she's, it, these things are still selling. Her her material and God Bless America is still up on Amazon. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. I well, just think the Boy. performance rights they get every time it's sent at a baseball, at a uh, stadium. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You know, we know uh, Silver Bell, because Jay Livingston told Frank Brzee, told myself, that one was still getting... 50 years later, plus over six figures a year. Just think what God Bless America would be cranking out. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, Patricia? Of it. Um, Patricia? Yes. You're a writer. Yes. You know, I mean, it, might be, it might be easier to write a song. I don't think. And, and, and just think of, the, think of the monetary value of just writing one song. It has to be sold, sung, published, and popular. <laughs> That's a big order. No, I would not insult the songwriters by assuming in any way that I could cross over into that medium. That is a special group. But you think just one little song could set you up for life, Patricia? Yeah, well. Just three minutes. <laughs> Talk to Ronnie Millsap. <laughs> He'll fill you in on, on this. It, it was really cute. When he won his first award, I guess it was a Grammy, uh -huh. uh, they, they introduced him introduced him as a young and new rising star. He said, I wonder I wonder where they were for the last 20 years. <laughs> Hello there, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Fred. Oh, hi, Fred. How in the world are you? Oh, I'm better today. I've been sick all week. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, the flu. A summer flu, that's nothing worth being sick with a summer flu know, in the summertime. Getting better. I marched in my town's uh, 4th of July parade today. That was fun. Oh, great. Oh, great. All right. Well, you know what the theme is for tonight, right? Uh, no. I just heard the Dennis Day question. And you got me all confused. <laughs> I have you confused? Yeah. Because you were like, oh, there's an O in it. Yes, there's an O in it. Patrick Minolpi doesn't have an O in it. Well, uh, no, if I, I was thinking like an O'Donnell or, if, but you know what? I should. Is it Owen Patrick Eugene McNulty? Oh, is it McNulty? Couldn't that be spelled with an O? No, it's McNulty, right? Oh, dear. Owen, no, isn't that part of his name? Dennis McNulty? Dennis Patrick McNulty? But remember, Patricia said his name has an O in it. That's true. Well, 
Well, Patricia, we get... Dennis Patrick O. McNulty. Yes. Oh, is that it? Yes. Okay. Dennis, Dennis all day, Patrick McNulty, the first. <laughs> I was scratching my head trying to figure this out. Listen to confused, you know that. All confused. So the theme tonight is Fourth of July memories. What did you do? Well, anyway, hello. You always come up with some great stuff, Fred. What did you do? You there? Yeah, it sounds like we got a windstorm over there. Uh, here? Yeah. No, no. You okay? I lost, probably lost contact there for a second, though. So what is the theme tonight? The theme is Fourth of July. Fourth of July memories. What did you do when you were a kid on the Fourth of July? When I was a kid on Fourth of July, uh, what? What did I do? What did you go? Well, I'll tell you, my favorite Fourth of July story is, uh, up until I was about five years old and old enough to know better, my dad was born on the 4th of July. Ah. And so up until I was about four or five, he had me believing that he was so special that everybody celebrated his birthday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he was that important. And I believed him, you know, prayed to go to the fireworks, and he'd say, yep, oh, see, that's, from, that, that's for your dad's birthday. <laughs> what, oh. two, what two famous entertainers claim July 4th at their birthday? Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I'm going to guess. John Wayne? I don't think it's John Wayne. I'm thinking music, too. That might help. Um, well, I know one. Okay. I could cheat real easy. I know. I know. Well, I'm, I'm cheating. Cheating is che available. Okay, cheating. Yes, cheating. We, Foster. We, we can show you. You're well cheating, huh? Yeah, who's the, who, Patricia? Stephen Foster. I did not know that. I, I don't think, I did not know. Else, was, uh, Mitch Miller. Yeah, I didn't think of Mitch. I was thinking two other fa more famous people. Really? Yeah. More famous than Mitch Miller? Yes. I know Ann Landers and Abigail Van... Yeah, these can be more famous. These will be legendary all-time music performers. I have no idea. I don't know. George M. Cohan claimed he was born on 4th July, and Louis Armstrong. Oh, okay. Poor George M. Cohan. I knew that. But my dad would have been... Let's see, this is 2011. Mm -hmm. He'd have been 79 Monday. Wow. Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we have a well, well, My favorite holiday besides Christmas. The Fourth. The Fourth of July. It's really why. What's Vermont like on the Fourth of July? You guys have a big parade. What was it like? Brandon's special. Mm -hmm. We have the biggest Fourth of July parade in all of New England. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. We spend I don't know, we spend uh, I don't know fifteen thousand dollars of our own money, just the town itself putting it on. We have uh, a big thing. Down, they have the parade at the beginning of the day, and they, well, that starts around 1 in the afternoon, and then they have uh, things going on in the park, and then we have uh, all afternoon, they, you know, vendors, and they sell chicken and hot dogs, hamburgers, all kinds of stuff. And then over in the, where they have the fireworks at night, we used to have a, a, a place called the Brandon Training School which used to be for uh, developmentally disabled adults, I guess is the politically correct term. Um, 
and it's since closed, but the grounds are still there, and they still do the fireworks there. So they have a big thing there all day with kids' activities, face painting and all that, and it ends with the fireworks at night. So it's a, it's a whole big day. Who should, people who, from all over. Who pushing the 15000 Is it like the Lion Club, or who? how did they get the 15000 Taxpayers. Taxpayers, wow. Yep, taxpayers put it. Uh, we get a lot of people in, you know, I mean, the governor was here today. A lot of politicians come in, march in the parade. Uh, we get bands and, and fire departments from, you know, from all over the state. All over New England, actually. It's huge. Huge. And we, I'm in the Sons of the American Legion, and the Legion, we were pretty much leading off. It starts with the, uh, the lead police car, and then uh, our group goes first, which is really cool, because we get to go through the whole parade, do it, and then we can just pull off and sit there and watch the parade. Yeah. You can see the whole thing, too. Oh, that's kind of sneaky, you know? <laughs> kind of neat. How, how, how long do you guys, how big, really the, cool. how big is the parade? I, I know the Rose Bowl parade, I think it's five to six miles. How long is, is the one that... Oh, we're not even a mile. You're not even a mile? Maybe, maybe a mile. Um, That's a lot of parade. The whole thing, though, is probably... I mean, the parade, the length of the parade, the, the actual parade length is longer than the parade route. The lineup's probably about two and a half miles long. There's just people, and just all kinds of action. People come in and, you know, uh, line up. And line up takes forever. Uh, again, we're lucky because we're right up front, so we're pretty easy. But, uh. If I'm hearing you, the parade it, route is uh, a mile, but the it's, it's. Oh, it's packed. The whole downtown is packed. Um, unlike the Memorial Day parade, which is over in 10 minutes. You know, it's a whole different deal. Yeah. Um, but when we started this, I think, probably 25 years ago, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. I don't know who got the idea, I don't know how they promoted it, but it became, it's, it's a tradition now, and it brings a lot of people into town, so I guess it's a good thing for the businesses and all that. Sounds really neat. I, I still think the poor people on the end ought to be able to rotate. I mean, by the time these guys get finished, everybody's dispersing. You mean the guys on the very end of the parade? Yeah. You mean the guys at the back? The very end. Yeah, well, I'm not going to complain. They got us up front every year. I'm going to stay there. You're not going <laughs> to But the other... I mean, we'll go wherever they tell us, but that just seems to be where they want to line us up. I mean, we're not the only legion either. I think it's because we are the local legion we go first. There's legions from all over the state marching it. Either that or they want to get rid of you first. That could be, too. Yeah. That could be. I was a grand marshal three years ago. No joke. Oh, why? That was really cool. What it was was it was supposed to be the... It was my last year as commander of the Sons of the American Legion, and it was supposed to be the commander of the legion... But he didn't, he didn't march in it. He wasn't feeling well. So they announced me as the Grand Marshal. Oh, I swear. Yeah. What does the Grand Marshal do? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're just the, the celebrity of the parade. The, you go first. You're first in line Fibber, when, behind the police car. And Fibber McGee was the Grand Marshal. And you're the Grand Marshal. You're the, you're the, 
know, I don't, I don't know what patrician is, what it means. That's uh, a good question, actually. Am, am I, when Fibber McGee is the Grand Marshal, there was a program where he was the Grand Marshal of a parade, and he wore his old air raid warden's hat, and they thought he had a boiler, a boiler pot, he had, that he had a metal pot on his head. <laughs> you did not wear a metal pot. I think he's some kind of like, like King of the you know, like King of the Prom type thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't so. get any crown or a baton or any special ribbon. No, I didn't get anything for it. They just said uh, they just announced me as Grand Marshal. Oh, but I mean, you didn't get. You, did you get to wear anything special like a sash? Nope. nope. Nothing. Well, Nothing. They put something on your car. I would have protested. On the vehicle you're in. I would have protested. Um, or in my case, I was in a, uh, I was, yeah, I was in a car that year. Um, so they put something on your car that says Grand Marshal. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I can live with that. Yeah. So they do recognize. And, and of course, we have a, a center area in downtown where they announce everybody you should go by. Mm hmm So they would announce me as that, too, which was kind of cool. Um, I enjoy it. It's as far as, like, holidays, like I said, I like Christmas season better. But as far as the actual day, this is my favorite day of the year. Wow. Of being in the parade. And huh? I just think it's really cool. But you can get a today. And then I get to well, the, our local Lions Club, which I'm also a part of, does a, uh, a thing in the park where they sell chickens, half chickens. Yeah. Barbecued for seven bucks. So I always reserve my chicken. And, <laughs> what, uh, what half do you get, the front or the back? Uh, I think you just got to take your pick. I think it's right or left, not front or back. Copy <laughs> <laughs> up a little. I think I got the left side this year. I'm not sure. Well, then for can seven you... bucks, you get a half a chicken. For nine bucks, you get a meal. Right. Which is like a little potato salad and a few other things. Chicken. But I usually reserve a half a chicken. And I go get it after uh, I do the parade, you know, I line up and do the parade, and the Legion usually has a little lunch for us, and I go grab my chicken, and I bring that home, and I eat that at night. So, how long, did, how long, what's the process do your club do to prepare the chicken? I mean, is it like a two, three day barbecue, barbecue roasting thing? How do they do it? They do it, I don't, I don't cook the chicken, but I think they do it right there. Right on the spot, huh? Right on the spot. Um, they buy them, they, they take some orders, and then they, they cook them right there, and they sell them right there. Nice. Uh, and, you know, they've done it for so many years. Now they know right where to go to get the chicken, and we're always looking ahead for special buys on the chicken, you know, that type of thing. I need to send so Kim... a really good fundraiser for us, so. I, I need to send Kim Bragg over there, because that's her favorite thing to eat, if... A barbecue chicken. That's what she always likes on her birthday. That's cute. And he does. They do a heck of a job. I'll tell you, it is always good. It is so good. Yeah. Um, is it finger licking good? Yes, it is. All right. All right. Are you it in is. the market? So, anyway. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my, I guess that was my 4th of July story. My dad fooling me into believing he was something special for years. I think that is pretty well, uh, I think I was probably in third grade before I figured it out. Well, then, is Fred having trouble hearing me? Uh, something on our end or his end? I, I, it's just loud man win. No, I, there, there's something else going on here. Fred, can you hear me okay? Now I can. 
Yeah, I'm turning Fred up. Okay, you, you turn him up or me up? I turn both you guys up. Now I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're fine. I knew I was getting lost in the in the shuffle here somewhere. Um, you hit the jackpot tonight. I did? Yeah. How did I hit the jackpot? Jackpot, because today is your favorite day. <coughs> and if you answer a question, I can send you some of the new Christmas music that I have. Oh, cool. Good. Well, I'll try. Good, Tenet. All right, we're going to do horses tonight. <coughs> so what's the question? Uh, she's riding. My question is: She's riding six white horses. Who, who's she? What? I don't know. I don't know what she's coming around about. I know. At, at that song, she's riding six white horses. Here she comes. So I want to know who's she. I don't know. Oh well. All right, Patricia, you have the official trivia question. All I know is that she'll be coming around the mountain. That's right. <laughs> Here she comes. Yeah, but I don't know who she is though. But she's riding six white horses, you know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Question? Yes, Patricia? Not you, Walden. <laughs> Still waiting for questions. Alright. <laughs> Tonight. Who rode the horse Papoose? Papoose? I'm heartbroken. And I like westerns, too. Papoose. He was a kid, right? He was a boy. A little boy. Little boy. Was he not? <laughs> was he not? Am I right? As far as that, so far? It, rings, it sounds familiar, but I can't... Well, you're so far, you're right on the money. It was a little kid. Yep. Uh... Beaver, uh... Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, what the heck? Uh, oh, I'm drawing, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, what was the name of that? Little Beaver, right? Yeah, Little Beaver. Yeah. Okay. So do I win? Yeah, of course you win. I'm losing you again. A whole bunch of stuff here. Are you in? I don't hear you. You don't hear me? Hello? Uh, can you hear me now, Fred? Now I can hear you. Okay, go ahead, Patricia. All right, are we, are we back on here? Yes. Did I win? You won. You won the grand prize. I knew I you won. Did. You won a six-day trip and staying at your house. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have any chores to do either. Okay, <laughs> are you into... You're gone again. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, Walden. Go, go ahead. Okay, go, go ahead. I, I'll, I'll help Relay. Go ahead, Patricia. He, he, he just, You won the question, little pa, little beaver. So what? So what? Right. What are you offering, Patricia? Are you into older, like 1940s music? Uh, yes. Yes. Especially if it's Christmas music. Christmas music from the 1940s is good. 1940s. You've got it. So that's what she'll send to you, Fred. Okay, so I'm going to get some 1940s Christmas music. You got it. Right? Beautiful. Cool. Well, you guys have a good night. All right, Fred. We will talk to you soon. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I was looking for a little beaver. Yeah, I was going to try to help Fred. Oh. In fact, I did find a little beaver.
You did find little. I did find little beaver. Cause be little beaver's gonna be. A I'm gonna have two little beavers next Friday night, everybody. And just get you in the mood. Well, I guess I don't need to. Hello there, you're on there. Hello, hello, it's Ralph. Hi, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you folks? We are fine. Oh, I gotta turn my radio down. Okay. This is our delay. I guess everybody's out of practice. I went and played hooky for one week and everybody's out of practice. You see what you made us do? Okay. And I'm really sorry about this. Can you turn me down one notch? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I don't, I, you know, when Fred calls, we, I have a terrible time communicating with him, and then suddenly my brains are being blown out. Hi, Ralph. How you doing? Oh, all's well up here in the mountains. Do we have a chicken? No, chickens. Chickens? Oh, you know what? Next time you call Ann, Ralph, would you do something for me? Sure. Would you lie and tell me you have a chicken? Oh, well, I gotta tell you about the chicken. <laughs> I have a chicken. <laughs> okay. Little, it's a little brown chicken. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it, its name is Patricia. Yeah, that one, that one. And it's very, very cute. Ah. Have this rooster. His name is Walden. <laughs> He won't leave Patricia alone. That is true. <laughs> and when he when he dies, when he dies, she just doesn't know what to do with herself for a whole week. <laughs> well, this is getting rough. Yeah, we get no chicken, but we we did get a big uh, um, a big roasted turkey breast this weekend. Does that count? Um, no. No. <laughs> no. I mean. Gee whiz, I don't want a turkey breast for cooking named after me. Uh, I think she's hard to that's please. All I, that's all I have. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll just have to wait. And things are going well in Northern California, I take it? Yeah, we got summer weather here. It's uh, just bouncing off 100. Oh, my gosh, I had no idea it got that hot. Oh, yeah, up where we are, uh, like 35 miles uh, downhill from us, they get they get about six eight degrees hotter than we do. Wow! But you know you know it's great every night. Yeah. After the sun goes down, the whole place just cools off. It's great, and no humidity to speak of. Perfect for chickens. Yeah, it's good for chickens. For chickens. So, what kind of a Fourth of July story do you have to tell? Oh, my goodness. What happened? Oh, I don't think I have one. Well, when you were kids, did you celebrate the 4th of July? Mm. It was never, I don't think it was a big thing. Uh, you know, I, we, we knew it existed. But, you know, <laughs> we, we, were, we were in the city, and nobody had any money. There was no fireworks to speak of. Yeah. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't a big deal. <clears throat> we, we knew we knew the Fourth of July, but that's it. Yeah. What what kind of things did you do? What um, the kinds of holidays? Um, obviously, Christmas you celebrated, but were there any holidays during the year that you celebrated, like Memorial Day or Veterans Day or? Yeah, like Halloween was a big thing. 
Halloween was your big thing. I remember that. Yeah, Halloween was a big thing. and uh, We're hot stuff in that one. Thanksgiving and Christmas, though, those are the... You are hot stuff at, at Halloween. You, you start gathering your Halloween questions for us because it's coming, okay? Okay. <laughs> Won't be long. Did you listen to any of your samplers yet? I did a few, and I, I, got, uh, I told you I got locked in on Damon Runyon. Ah, and I've, I made your, your Damon Runyon CD say that, that is thanks to Ron in Hawaii because he sent them to me, and um, that's all ready to go out. That's great. You know, I, I had forgotten how much I used to enjoy them when I was a kid. Well, I had never heard them before, and... Oh, my. Well, I heard two, um, and both of them were Christmas. I found them as Christmas shows, and they were wonderful. I just loved them, but I had never heard of any others or heard any others, and Ron sent a bunch to me, and those are the ones that I'm, I'm sending to you, and I just loved them. I listened to easily four or five of them this week, and they were such fun. So I'm on your side. I agree. I think they're just very well done, excellent uh, voice characterizations. And, and I, I recognized a couple of the voices. One of them on one of the shows this week, I recognized Gerald Moore, Philip Marlowe, as one of the major characters in the show, and that was fun. It's, it's fun when I can recognize some of the voices. It's, it's very hard for me to put a face with the voices, you know, but... I don't know. I, I'm okay on the obvious ones. Philip Marlowe is such a distinctive voice. Um, you know, Gerald Moore as as Philip Marlowe. He has a really special voice. There's there's nobody who comes close to him. So he was an easy one to pick out. The other one, John Brown, I know, uh, Broadway. He's the one. Oh yeah, yeah. We talked about him last week. Uh huh. He did Digger O'Dell and Gillis, the next door neighbor, and right. And, and you said you did a my friend Irma also. Irma, Irma's um, boyfriend, yeah. Uh, Al. Al, right. Al, so. Okay, he called it chicken. Oh, yes, yes. How you doing, chicken? <laughs> he was so good. He, I love he used to call up his friend. Say, hello, yo. <laughs> right, right. Fun stuff, fun stuff. Okay, are you in the market for some questions tonight? Well, maybe a little bit. I can always try. I'm into horses tonight. Want to go for a horse? Okay, I like horses. Like horses. Okay. Do you? How? 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 Do you like? Well, you really like horses. I mean, really. Are you into? Can, can you name television horses too? Yeah, a few. Right. Okay. I've got one that just. Blew